Welcome to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk, and um, I'm going to take a bite of this cookie because this looks delicious. So This clearly needs to be something we do all the time. Is Did you make these or did your wife? Oh, no, I did not make these. My wife made these. You are an angel sent from heaven. Holy shit. Here you go. This is amazing. Here's what happens every time that she makes these, okay? She makes them at night, and I eat what I eat last night, six, <laughs> and just coma, cookie coma. That's not even the most I've eaten, though. Like, there have been a couple of times where I've pushed the eight or nine barrier. I don't know if I've ever gone into double digits, but it's not uncommon for me to eat that many and for me to just essentially do the small child thing of all my stomach hurts. Yeah. But here's the thing. I've done it so many times. Like, I know it's coming. You've, you've trained. It's, you've but prepped. it's worth it. doesn't it. matter. It's worth it. It's just the last thing I do, and then I'm just done. I just lay down. It's like, I'm out. These can, these compete with my mother's, and that's a compliment because my mother makes the best Let's chocolate go. chip cookies. You so know. I think we're just going to have to make them have a bake-off, mm-hmm. and then we'll compete and compare. Oh. I would enjoy these a lot more if I didn't destroy my tongue earlier today because mm. I bit my tongue playing basketball, Ouch. took a head to the jaw. Oh, yeah. It's scarred up right now. I'll show terrible. you that later. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see that. Um, let's kick it kick it off. Yeah. You covered. Uh, we're going to cover House of M for our past stuff. Yep. Today. Yep. So, uh, and JP's going to take the lead on that one. You bet. So just as a reminder to those of you who, for some reason, have missed out on the first two episodes, um, you're only hurting Shame yourself Shame on you there. if that's the case. Yeah, help yourselves out. We're going to break down uh, the episode into three parts. Part one is where we talk about some good old-fashioned comics from the past, what we like to call old-school stuff, and we'll transition into some current topics and then we'll finally finish off with a segment based on what's coming up. What can we look forward to? And there's a lot of good things always coming up. This is a we're in the golden age. We are. We're, we're in the, in the prime of of comic book slash pop culture media. And we're just here to benefit from it. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and benefit you as mm-hmm. a result. So yeah, House of M. So in episode two, we spent a good amount of time talking about WandaVision. Mm-hmm. We had, I would say, uh, varying perspectives on how much we enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed it more than you did overall, but I think we both agreed that as far as a just objective piece of storytelling, it was solid, yes. right? We didn't watch, neither of us watched it and went, well, Oh my gosh, again, again, again. Right, right. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. It wasn't terrible. Depending on where you land on it, it was, it was either really good or, you know, it was fun. I'm glad I watched it once. So with that, we talked about... Now, the House of M storyline, okay? This is a really significant comic influence to the WandaVision show. So if you're someone that watched that show, enjoyed it, I would encourage you, find a copy of this graphic novel, give it a look. You're going to see a lot of the same tones, a lot of the same threads, um, and the influence on WandaVision from this story. So real brief breakdown, and as much as possible, I think we're going to try and avoid spoilers, right? Like we're not going to give away the farm, so to speak, um, but we are going to get into some of the details. Well, because right? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Because first episode... We tried to stay away. We stayed away from spoilers. Yeah. And then episode two, we... We said, F it. Time bullets were going in. That's true. But no. we also didn't like... Yep. But that was technically another story anyways. True. So the story we talked about, we didn't go full in depth with the ending. No. We just kind of... I, I think we just compared it to the movie. And if you've seen the movie... Right. Honestly, be, be warned. Like we're gonna we're gonna spoil some things. We're not gonna go all the way necessarily. But... No, we'll try not to. But you also have to remember when it comes to House of M specifically, mm-hmm. that was a game changer in the Marvel universe for yeah. years. Yeah. Like this was uh, this storyline had impact 
for years to come until right. finally um, in Avengers versus X-Men, they finally fix it and resolve it, which was mm. at least, what, like four years after? But see, and that's a storyline that I still need to read. You haven't read it? I haven't read it yet. Oh, you can borrow yeah, that. That's fantastic. Here. I mean, see, this is why we do this. Yes. So House of M, Brian Michael Bendis is the author, and this was a time where Mr. Bendis was crushing it at the Marveldom. All right? He was... Let's see, he cranked out some great Daredevil runs, fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. He was in the middle of writing the new Avengers. He had a good Avengers run, from what I remember hearing Tremendous. about. Tremendous. And so this story fits into that ongoing thread with the Avengers kind of rebuilding themselves after Wanda herself tears them apart. So kind of to set up the mm-hmm. House of M story, Wanda goes nuts, goes out of control. As per usual. Per usual. Except this time a little extreme. Mm-hmm. Kills Ant-Man, kills Vision. That's kind of tough. Which I mean, is her lover. They were together. Her robot lover. Ouch. Vision goes down <laughs> and Hawkeye goes down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They killed the guy with the bow. Unreal. Out of all the things Unreal. he's going to die from, it's his own teammate. Right. Right. Never <laughs> saw it coming. So she creates all this calamity. Avengers Mansion gets trashed. The entire Avengers team is very shaken. Ant-Man, I have to say, dies hard, by the way. Like, not in such a way where he can come back. And yet I'm sure, of course, he does. No, of course. But he gets blown up, and they show, like, his (laughs) arm from the forearm up. Except there's nothing but bone. Like, it's it's tough. Was that, okay, so was that Hank Pym or Scott Lang? Scott Lang. That was Scott Lang's Ant-Man. Scott Lang. Not Scott. It was a like it was a brutal finish, and and that's he was the first one to go. Like this is within a few pages, and you're like, whoa, my goodness, this is how it's gonna be. So, needless to say, Wanda gets to take credit for all that. Did they huff? Did they disassemble after that? They disassembled. Okay. Yep, that leads to the disassembling and then eventual reassembling. Again, read that new Avengers storyline by Brian Michael Bendis. Fantastic stuff. You won't be disappointed. Fast forward, I believe six months was the time frame between that event and House of M. Wanda has since been taken to the island of Genosha. It's Genosha, right? Not Genosha. I used to say, your G is my J, so... I always say Genosha. We can say whatever you want. No one's going to tell you you're wrong here. Um, Anyhow, she's there with her father, Magneto, her brother, Pietro, and... Good old Professor Xavier's hanging out, trying to bring Wanda into some semblance of reality. Essentially trying to fix her, right? Because here's the deal. What has transpired has revealed that Wanda has a limitless power set. She can do anything. Like, there is no ceiling on her set. Her ceiling is her sanity. That's Mm -hmm. it. Her ability to actually control her power. Otherwise... She legitimately has limitless power. I mean, There's no one that can stop her. It was com- no one. And it was confirmed in the movies, well, in the MCU, yep. that if Thanos did not call the raid, nope. uh, she would have killed him. Mm-hmm. So if that can does not put her power set to what it can be, I don't know what to tell you. Well, and to solo way, Thanos. Like, and pretty like rapidly, too. Like, oh. It was kind of a, all right, little... A little repartee, a little back and forth. And, well, you're done. I've got you. It's over. And then he pulls out the, uh, well, the coward's and, card. And it was the best dialogue, too, because she's like, you killed my, like, you killed Vision. And he's yeah. like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he says he doesn't even know who she is. Yeah. And then she goes, you will. Know. And 
Yeah. Lo and Boom. behold, takes him to task. So, yep. good good reference with the movie. So, Limitless Power Set. Professor Xavier is trying to bring her back to some semblance of reality because mm-hmm. she keeps on creating these alternate realities, right? Well, Professor Xavier eventually just butts up against the brick wall that is the brokenness of Wanda and goes, I can't do it. Like, there's nothing I can actually do for this person. And so now, the conundrum is, what do we do with Wanda? Do we just kill her? Because eventually she's going to go nuts again, guys. And if she goes nuts again, imagine what more she could do. It Mm -hmm. could be even worse. She's already killed three of her friends, including the lover, Vision. Yep. Which... I don't want to get into the mechanics of how on earth that ever was a thing. I never could figure that out either. No, no, not worth really exploring. Nope. No, we're going to leave it there. <laughs> but Professor Xavier comes to the Avengers to ask them, all right, here's what I'm thinking. I think we just need to kill Wanda. Like, super dark. And a lot of them are, quite frankly, more on board than you would think. Like, yeah. There's a, there's a good amount of resistance, um, but at the same time, there's a lot of I kind of see where he's coming from. We did, might have to do this. Did they not learn from the Hulk? No. When they sent him off? Because that was before that, right? Or was that after? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Good question. Be- not sure. Not sure. Because if that's before Hulk. and they sent the Hulk away and he came back and did that and they try to kill him. Hulk hadn't come back yet. That much I know. He may have been sent away. Oh, maybe this is at the same time. But so they might have... He hasn't come back yet because Hulk returns after Civil War has run its course, um, and this is all pre-Civil War. But he may he he very legitimately may have been shot into space at wow. this point. Wow! So, so it was mistake I'll, after mistake. This is a tough run for the leadership. Okay, this is not. This is a good example of what not to do. Okay, the so, Illuminati. Right, right. So <laughs> they all go to Genosha or Genosha, whatever your potato or potato is there. And for the basically the express purpose of like getting to see Wanda for themselves, because a lot of them, like I said, they're there where they're like, yeah, I think we just need to do kind of the, the merciful thing and the sensible, practical thing and just uh, cut her out there, guys. Lights out. Yeah. Um, but for those that aren't convinced, they're like, we need to see her for ourselves. We need to actually, yeah, get an idea for ourselves that this is what we really want to do. So they all travel there. And then in the midst of trying to find Wanda, Professor Xavier just straight up disappears out of the blue. And they're like, time out. He was just right here. So now they start looking for Xavier. And right when they think they're going to find him, screen, so to speak, page goes to white. And they all wake up in this alternate, in the middle of an alternate reality that conveniently suits all of their hopes and dreams. So in other words... It is a, it's an Eden for them. Go, so, go. what I remember yeah. from the few things that I remember, yep. Gwen Stacy comes back. Gwen Stacy's correct? alive, not So dead. Gwen Stacy's married to Peter Parker. Yep, and yep. is Uncle Ben alive too? Uncle Ben is alive. Uncle Ben is alive too. Everybody knew knows that. that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and loves him. Yep. Yep. And he's technically classified as a mutant. Correct. Right? Correct. And then... I'm trying to remember. The only one who remembers the past life is Wolverine, right? Right. Right. So this alternate reality is essentially flip the roles or the ratios of mutants to humans. So in the standard continuity, let's just say it's a thousand to one. A thousand humans for every one mutant. Flip that around. Now it's mutants are the common and sapiens are the uncommon. 
And not only are they uncommon, but they still got no powers. So they're 0 for 2. They're less common. They can offer you less as well. So not great. But great if you're a mutant. So great for Wanda. Great for Magneto. Great for Pietro. Great for all the mutants. And so there's a really fascinating story that starts to unfold. As like you said, Wolverine... Course, it's Wolverine, right? His, oh, yeah. His mind has been messed up so many times. Ways, just unbelievably. And so he's the first one to kind of break out of this trance and realize this is wrong. I remember what was, and this isn't that. And he starts working on essentially a quest to try and wake everybody else up. But he goes looking for Xavier, can't find him. He goes all the way to New York where the X Men mansion is. It's not the mansion is there, but it's just being lived in by mm-hmm. these common folks. It's not a thing, um, and essentially Magneto, the Scarlet Witch, so Wanda, Pietro, and gosh, there's there's a random daughter in there that Polaris. I've never heard of. Is that who it is? Yeah, but, that's Mag. That's uh, that would be Pietro and Wanda's half sister. Sure, okay. she's got like the same power set as Magneto. Okay, pretty sure. There you go. That sounds right. Don't hold me to that, but she's got kick-ass green hair. Yeah. So they, for all intents and purposes are your are your rulers if not of all of planet earth I'm trying to think of how they define it. it it's a good chunk of earth so like storm represents the african continent um i think t'challa's in there a little bit as well namor is representing atlantis of course but basically if you're a mutant you're at the top of the food chain life is good for you and so what's really fascinating in this story is it kind of creates this debate as these heroes start to wake up and realize, wow, this is wrong, we've been messed with, they start arguing amongst themselves of, well, should we really change it back? Because this is pretty good. And it's a really fascinating discussion because it gets at the heart of what it is that is wrong about Wanda is doing, which is she's taking away the choice of all these people. Yes, this is a good reality for a lot of people, but none of them actually chose to get there, which is a really similar thread to what we saw in WandaVision, where she entraps this entire community, and none of them are being physically harmed, right? Mm -hmm. They're all, in essence, in a happy situation, but they're also not able to make their own choice. And so you've got this incredible power set. Yeah, she has good intentions, but she's taken away the ability of all of these individuals to actually make their own choice. And so that's a a pretty powerful story concept, the choice, fate, that comparison. So the Avengers go essentially attack Magneto, Wanda, to try and break this alternate reality. Again, we won't get into spoiling too much of the the nuances of the story because you should read it. It's excellent. Wanda, in despair, realizing that all of her efforts to make all these people happy has failed at the tail end, just says, you know what? F it. No more mutants. And wipes out out like goes back to reality except now the reality that everybody's gone back to however many mutants there were thousands maybe a million they're kind of ambivalent with how many there actually were now we're down to a couple hundred so a huge huge reduction in the overall mutant population Um, it's just traumatic because the mutants have been a staple of Marvel comics for decades probably their most popular 
uh, comics line, at least in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think that's when they kind of hit their that's zenith probably, in those 80s and 90s. While everyone else was going to shit, the X-Men were thriving in right. the 90s. Right. Which is saying a lot. Yeah, not uh, not how the movies have transpired, but I digress. Mm-hmm. And so it's this cataclysmic thing where... Yeah, similar, I would relate it a lot to Infinity War, where the heroes are so close, you think, okay, they're going to win. They're going to beat this Thanos guy. Movie ends, and you've got Captain America sitting there going, oh, God, like, we we lost. Uh, Peter Quill on Titan going, did we just lose? That's the dynamic that takes place at the end of this comic. It's not a, you know, euphoric victory for the heroes. They've tried to win. They've tried to do right by each other, and... They have fallen flat, and it's a really grim, grim ending. But a great example of how awesome and worthwhile the character of Scarlet Witch is. Yes. Because what a great, tragic character. Again, her power set, limitless. The only limit is her own control on it, her sanity. And her tethered to reality is so fragile that um, it's just sad because she has such pure motives. She wants others to be happy, (laughs) yet... She kills three fellow heroes, and then she depowers the majority of the mutant population. It's it's sad. And with that, too, there's a lot of mutants that were X-Men that are no longer X-Men because they lost their powers due to that. So I know Jubilee was one of the big ones that lost her power Ice set. Man. Ice, Iceman lost his power set Straight in that? up. Yep. Yep. That's insane. And he's one of the OG5. See, he comes out... He's one of the last that they revealed that his last his power set or lost his power set. And he comes out of a room just like dripping in sweat because he just can't like conjure up any of his ice making abilities. Dang. So it's it's tough. And then uh so and also real quick question, did yeah. they know right away that it was Scarlet Witch? Because I or was was where or was there a theory like Magneto was behind this or yeah, so they knew they knew from the outset, okay, Scarlet Witch has everything to do with this. She's the only one that could legitimately make this happen. But where the story really gets exceptional is where they kind of drop hints at, okay, who who's alongside her here? Like, who's working with her to mm-hmm. make this happen? And that's where the story goes from just, like, a neat idea to something that's really exceptionally well-executed. So we won't spoil that part because, again, if you haven't read it, read it. Worthwhile. Uh, the reveal there is pretty great. Sweet. Yeah, that's House yeah. of M, man. I mean, and comparing that to WandaVision, too, like, they uh, they say in that, like, she's got unlimited power. Right. So right. I think when it comes to her showing up in Doctor Strange, I think we're going to see some stuff with her. I think it's going to be pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, to go into the MCU and kind of figure out what they're going to do with that character. I, I I don't know. I could really I really think they're going to play into the no. the, t- the lack of reality where she just loses touch further and further with what is real and just goes off into what she wants the world to be. I think... Uh, th- that's where I see it going. I think we could see a reverse of the No More Mutants thing, too. Mm-hmm. Where where it's... Uh, yeah. Where she goes, mutants. Yes. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, all these mutants come back, and they're like, holy crap, we forgot about you. Yeah. Can, yeah. Like, 
we didn't think you were a thing and you were just gone and we couldn't figure it you know right she creates these beings that are similar to her so yep. she's not such an outsider she's not so different honestly she's the key yeah she's definitely the key and she could i mean she could be the reason we get the fantastic four and right see why or, why they weren't there or, or they might just make the fantastic four like they just started yeah who, who knows how they're gonna do the fantastic four piece but at the very least like what they've done with the character of Wanda is they have taken the best parts, the most worthwhile parts of her story from the comics, yeah. and they're translating that over into the movies and TV show. And so it's it's good storytelling. Yeah. They're they're picking the best parts because again, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, or sorry, last week, Wanda's not like this well known name brand character. Yeah. But they just did a freaking nine episode show with her and the Vision. That, again, depending on where you fall on the, man, I loved it, I liked it, it was fine. It was worthwhile. Like, they had good material to work with for nine episodes. um, And and that has everything to do with picking the right comic storylines as inspiration. Um, But, again, making it their own in the movies. So, heck of a character. And Marvel, uh, we'll end on this, but Marvel, for the love of God, make her and Quicksilver mutants again. Let's go. Yeah. You only took it away to get back at Fox. You own Fox now. Just make it official again. Yeah. That whole thing is dumb. Yeah. So that's my final request in that. But It's a good request. It's a good request. That's good. I got nothing more for House of M. You feel good with that? Oh, yeah. Let's kick it into right the Snyder hole. Snyder Cut. Because Boy. you watched that, and what, what was that, like four hours long? A mere four hours. <laughs> just yeah. a mere. Just. Just four hours long. I, I remember watching that King Kong movie that was three and a half and wanting to die, so. <laughs> With Jack Black. That's such a weird addition, too. And I love Jack Black. I want to go back and watch that movie. Like, I just watched Kong versus Godzilla. Let me rephrase that. I watched the action scenes in Kong versus Godzilla. I haven't seen anything with that movie yet. It's fine. Like, just, just <laughs> skip fine. skip the plot. For some reason, they keep throwing humans in here. It's like... I. I just want to see, see the big monkey and the fight big the dinosaur fight. Uh, um, apparently there's... Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. How the heck did we get on that thread? Where were we going with that? That's fascinating. Snyder Cut. <laughs> Let's bring it back to where we were trying to go. Here's the deal. If you haven't seen it yet, and I know you and haven't, haven't, Riley, go see it. It is such a different movie than the 2017 Justice League. It's just not the same. It's not the same in every imaginable way. Same actors, okay? We're, we're, we're seeing the same faces, but the, the color palette, the tone, the score, the way the story is told, the action, oh my goodness, it's such a different movie. So in particular, if you were someone that came away from that, like myself, back in 2017, extremely dissatisfied, Take the chance, go see it, find a buddy that's got an HBO Max subscription, or go Hadsies with someone. It's going to be well worth your time. All right? It's unreal. And here's the deal I remember being hard, hard, hard skeptical on this Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Hard skeptical. Okay? I was not one of the banner waving, let's go, give me the Snyder cut. Surely that thing's going to be incredible. I was thinking, oh boy. And this... those people were so annoying too. It's like, yeah. guys, give up. Yeah. It's been like two, three years. And they didn't, and bless them. Uh, because, off. <laughs> right, because of them, we've got this. Now here's the deal. It's not a masterpiece. There are a few people that went, I think, overboard and said, oh, this thing is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's good, okay? It's really good. 
But if you go into it thinking this is going to be one of the best movies you've ever seen, I think that's where you could get disappointed. It's really good. And as far as Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and now this version of Justice League is concerned, it does do a solid job, I would say, of resolving that, let's just call it kind of a, a trilogy, yeah. all right, that was never intended to just be a trilogy. And we'll get into that as far as what all those storylines were supposed to have been. Mm -hmm. But it is a really solid movie. Okay. Does it need to be four hours long? No. no. Best version of this movie is probably somewhere near the three hour, like two two hour and forty five minute, three hour mark. There's plenty of that cut that I was watching. I went, okay, you could have you know, you could have shaved that down. You could have cut that out. I didn't mind it. Like it was still yeah. good stuff as a comics fan and a DC, yeah, DC fan in particular. I didn't mind all the extra time we spent in Atlantis, Themyscira. Um, with the characters like Cyborg and Flash, oh my goodness, their stories get fleshed out so much more. Good. So much more. And not only that, but even freaking Steppenwolf goes from being this flaccid excuse <laughs> of a bad guy to a legit threat. Like, yeah. it finally made sense where it's like, that's why this is the bad guy. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I mean, I remember how terrible he looked in the 2017 yeah. cut. Just awful. I don't even know how to describe it other than bad. Like he looked like a barely better than cartoon cartoon. It, it was terrible. It was not good. And then he looked so demonstrably different. And if you want to see some of the differences, there's a guy. Let me look him up right now. I had my sister come through in the clutch here. And she sent me a few side-by-side -side comparison videos. So this dude's on YouTube. Thomas is insane. That's the guy's YouTube tag, all right? Check him out. Thomas is insane. He has some clutch side-by-side -side breakdown videos of the differences between the 2017 and the 2021 cut. Um, very worth your time. Very worth your time. So highly recommend. Steppenwolf looks so much better than he did, all right? Incredible. Cyborg gets a ton of screen time, and it's glorious. Ray Fisher crushed it. Don't know if that guy's ever been in anything other than the Justice League. I was say, I've never seen him or heard of him. I don't him. think he has. He's going to be after this because he did work in that role. He was tremendous. All right, uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash, fantastic. Gave him a lot more screen time, fleshed out his character a lot, uh, a lot, just, just more, right? There's yeah. just more. Hence, four hours is more than two, so there's just more time to get to spend with these characters. Here's one thing I'll spoil for you. Martian Manhunter shows up. Martian freaking Manhunter. He's my second favorite oh, DC hero right after go. Batman. And that's let's because go. I just can't, you can't beat Batman for me. But right. Martian Manhunter, I've loved him since the Justice League cartoon. Oh my goodness. It, and so incredible that they dropped him in there in a way that actually made sense. Okay, please answer this question for yes. me real quick before yes. you continue. Let's go. Does he fight? Damn it! No. Okay. That's right. That's that's a disappointment. But he's in it. Okay. He's in it. So I'm that's still disappointed. Great. The action in this movie, it doesn't suck. It sucked in the 2017 movie. <laughs> it was not good. And you can't do that if you're an action movie. You can't suck at the action. It's your one job. Looking at you, Suicide Squad, you sucked because your action sucked. The action doesn't suck in this movie. The score does not suck in this movie. It was rescored by Junkie XL, who... I believe tag team with Zack Snyder a little bit. What did he do originally? I want to say he did some of Batman v Superman. Don't quote me on that. I feel like he did some, but Hans Zimmer was in there as well. 
Um, but everything about the movie actually fits, right? Like I remember the 2017 Justice League, the very first gang scene of that movie is the Henry Cavill digitally shaven <laughs> face. It's the first scene. It's the first scene. Why did they think that was okay? I can't figure that out. Why didn't they? Why no didn't they idea. think that was okay? No idea. And we got none. Because you can tell it's movie. It was so brutal. You can so tell. Brutal. We got none of that in this movie. So here, here's how it starts. Right. It starts with a flashback to Batman versus Superman, and you can tell right away. It's like this is not going to be an intentionally lighter movie. So it's showing Superman getting impaled. Yep. By Dark. Uh, I almost said Dark Side. Sorry. Doomsday, Doomsday. By Doomsday, and as he is exhaling his final breaths, his final yells of, ouch, this hurts, doesn't feel great. His, basically, his the sound waves of his screams go out throughout the universe and trigger the three mother boxes. So you got the mother box in Atlantis, you got the mother box buried in Earth that was found by Silas Stone, or at least has now been worked on by Silas Stone. Which is Cyborg's dad, correct? Correct, Cyborg's dad. And then we've got the mother box on Themyscira. And so they're all, these mother boxes are encased in these uh, man-made or Atlantean-made or Themyscirian-made shells, and these shells start to crack, and the mother boxes start to awake and call out, we find out, to Steppenwolf and to Darkseid because Superman is dead. Yeah. And they've stayed dormant, according to the movie, because of Superman's presence. And they have feared Superman, but now they go, oh, gone. They put out the call. And so you may recall Batman versus Superman. Lex Luthor gets confronted by Batman in... Was it Arkham Asylum? Is that where he was... I don't know if it was that right? or it wasn't prison. Asylum. It was, Maybe it was Black prison. Gate. Blackgate's probably right. And Lex Luthor starts talking about... Goes on this rant of the bell has been rung. Okay, all of a sudden that makes sense. Yeah. So you get to see this scene. Now here's the deal. If you want to pick nits with this story, you can pick nits. Because surely someone should have thought of... Okay, wait a minute... The mother boxes, 5,000 years ago, as this Snyder Cut tells us, were lost by mm-hmm. Darkseid when he came and fought the old gods, fought the Themyscirans and the Atlanteans. They defeated him. And that scene, by the way, is awesome because they actually showed Darkseid fighting against those individuals. Yeah, because didn't he fight against, like, Zeus? Zeus, and then Ares. There was the, uh... There were some Green Lanterns, Green too, Lanterns. there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, so... Fantastic addition. Much more well-rounded scene. He loses the mother boxes. Somehow, and it's not explained very well, forgets, like, where they are. Like, he just... <laughs> they should have explained that. It should have been like... Like, he someone lost put a curse on the, the guy. Car. Yeah. Someone should have put a curse on the guy, so there would have been, like, some kind of explanation, like, Ares hit him so hard upside the head, he just didn't know. Something. But no, no explanation is given. <laughs> on top of that, the anti-life equation is supposedly on Earth. Also forgets about that. So some some legit plot holes where it's like, there needs to be, in four hours, some kind of explanation. So 5,000 years, Mother Box gets lost. What's the and then it And then it goes, oh, hey, Superman's dead. Okay, well, Superman hasn't been here for 4,000, yeah. you know, seventy so years. Yeah. So, a little thin, all right? A little thin. Maybe but, it, like, sensed it after he landed, and they're like, oh. Right. What have they been doing this whole time? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. They're, again, in four hours, there should have been yeah. more exposition and, as to, time out, Superman wasn't here the whole time, so what have they been doing? Well, and why is why is the anti-life equation on Earth? 
Yeah. But then again, it's yeah comics. Right. It's <laughs> Everything comics. happens so on again, This is not a masterpiece. <laughs> Don't go into it thinking this is going to be the best, most well-told story that you've ever seen. It's still Zack Snyder. That guy needs someone. He, listen, the guy makes incredible visuals. <laughs> incredible visuals. Visuals that are the equivalent of the way these cookies taste. Mm, gosh, okay. Yep. Telling a story, not as much his strength. Not as much. And that's okay, but he needs some help here, and this is an example of that. All right? Now, nonetheless, the action is fantastic. The score is great. Batman's arc is a lot more fulfilling in this story. I mean, really, pick your character. You're going to enjoy that character more. Aquaman gets more screen time. The Probably the worst part of the Snyder Cut is the Atlanta scenes because, unfortunately, we're forced to remember that Oh, that's right. Zack Snyder thought Atlanteans couldn't talk in water. And so they had to create bubbles of air with <laughs> which to have dialogue. Didn't look good in 2017. Still doesn't look good now. <laughs> tough. Really tough. And Mara, unfortunately, for some reason, is sporting a really not great like English accent that she fortunately doesn't have in the Aquaman movie. Big fan of the Aquaman movie right here. I like that's the probably Aquaman movie too. That's the, probably the toughest part about this Snyder cut is that what he does with Atlanteans is in Atlantis in general, uh, it's just not nearly as good um, as what James Wan did with Aquaman. Side note, those yeah. were some of the best fight scenes I've seen in a comic book movie. They're great. They flow. They're great. No pun intended, but they flow perfectly. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Why are they even doing that this? End battle scene where it's just well, even just one continuous cut, just incredible. Well, when he fights Black Manta for the yep. first time, and yep. they're like going through the houses and stuff, it just right. flows so perfect. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, point is, go see it. It's excellent. Um, you're probably going to break it up into a couple of days on account of the four hours. But here's what's kind of fascinating, right? So the main story really takes place over three and a half hours, and then the last half hour is kind of this series of epilogue scenes that set up mm-hmm. what could have been. Okay, so as far as we know, as far as we've been told, Zack Snyder's done making the superhero movies. And Warner Brothers also said he's done. They're not right. going to go into the Snyderverse at all. Yeah, So and, and that's an important distinction because I think if Zack Snyder was essentially given the blank check and said, okay, keep going, I think he would. Like no. I think he enjoys as enough long as- of what he's made. And wants to keep telling those stories, and it's his vision because I right. think that's I think that's where I would be done at the yep. point because I'm like this isn't the movie I made. Right. He, I get the impression that he might be kind of a tough dude to work with from a director to executive perspective. I think he's got a really kind of firm vision on what it is that he wants to do, um, and, and you know, to each their own. That that's probably not unique to directors, but. I think he could use a little dose of uh, of humility and be like, my man, you can craft some unreal visuals. Like, let's not forget, he cast Gal Gadot, great casting choice. choice. He cast Jason Momoa. Aquaman's supposed to be a blonde dude. Aquaman's supposed to look like Orm, I think, not Jason yeah, Momoa. I think Jason, I think Jason Momoa was the best choice for Aquaman because Absolutely. in the sense that if it would have came out with a guy that looked like Orm, as Aquaman, no one would have cared. No. But you get you no. get Jason Momoa, who's just this badass dude. Right. He looks badass. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm I can see... I'm that Aquaman. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll support that. You're like, I can see him being one with the sea. Right. Because... Right. 
Yeah, great casting choice. Henry Cavill as Superman, great casting choice. Yes. Nobody knew who Henry Cavill was no. when he got cast in Man of Steel. But and he has really grown into that role. Like, and he great. loves Superman, too. Yeah. Like, every, Henry Cavill's a geek. Yeah. He loves that stuff. That's why he's doing The Witcher, too. Yeah. That's a dream. That's like his dream role was like Superman. Yeah, yeah. and Ben Affleck is bet as Batman. Take it or leave it, but he's good in this movie. He's worthwhile. I hope um, so. So it it's. I've never been on board with that. Yeah, it's not my favorite Batman. Never will be. Um, but it's not bad. It's good. It's enough. Let me put it this way. As a comics guy, I enjoy when different authors come into a character and go, listen, this is my vision for it. This isn't necessarily supposed to be the definitive version of the character, but this is how I see it. This is what I want to do with it. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I didn't mind that with this version of Batman. Like when they initially came out with the Batman versus Superman idea, this Batman has been around for a couple of decades. Yeah. This is not your Christian Bale's Batman where he's just a few years into it. It's like, no, this Batman has been through things. He's lost friends. He's lost allies. So he's a lot more cynical. It's like, okay, fair enough. I, I can see that vision. And now we've had it, right, for yeah. a couple of movies. And so now that I've had a chance to digest it, it's like, okay, it's fine. But it's not what I really want to keep seeing, if that yeah. makes sense. And so that's that's a really cool part about Batman's arc is he becomes less and less cynical, more and more hopeful. Um, so it, it's really rewarding to see his arc kind of come not full circle per se but to see the hope that's in that character mm -hmm. get restored because yeah listen batman's a dark character he literally uses the nighttime to do his thing yeah he strikes fear into his enemies but in a kind of bizarre dichotomy he has hope he is fighting for hope yeah. he's not just fighting in the dark for darkness's sake and i think that's where maybe some of the tone of what Zack Snyder tried to do in Batman vs Superman in particular was really kind of pushed back against because like man this is just this is hard to enjoy this is a little grim. I think you have to go in to the mindset of like okay this is not mainstream Bruce Wayne Batman. Yeah. This is like in a way in a sense it's more like a Frank Miller esque Batman right. where it's like he's old he's been through it all he's a little bit more violent. Right. Um, right. And I he's I honestly it's like he's on the end of his rope. Yeah. Yeah. He he lost Dick. Yep. That was the first Robin, right? They yep. said it was Dick Grayson, yep. for sure? Correct. Correct. So, there's listen, there's a place, I think, for... And it's, it's not dead yet. For all of Warner Bros. saying, okay, this is it. We're done with the Snyderverse. It's not done. I truly think there's, there's enough of a thread here that's going to get tugged on and brought back to life. I don't think it'll ever match the full original vision, which was like... Justice League's part one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think what they've done with the solo Wonder Woman movie outside of Zack Snyder's influence mm -hmm. has been solid. Same with the Aquaman movie, um, the Shazam movie. So I don't Shazam think, is really good. I yeah, like Shazam. I really is. do. It is. I don't think that's a bad thing. However, I also think there is a an appetite and an avenue to execute some kind of a Snyderverse plan yeah. because they also continue to try and tease, particularly in the epilogue, that nightmare scene that we saw in Batman vs. Superman mm -hmm. where he's having this vision of a world where Superman has gone rogue and as it turns out he's being taken over by Darkseid so now he's working for Darkseid and they flesh that out even more in these epilogues. Um, so some pretty cool scenes, some really neat teases. Deathstroke gets in there. I'm gonna say they were. Yep. I saw that they were. There's a push now for Joe Mangiello. Yep. 
however you say his last name. Sorry, right. dude. Um, Genosha. Yep. Maginello. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, I know there was a push for him to get his own like HBO show or sure. his own movie because I, I guess he did really well for his scenes. I know. Yes. I know Jared Leto's Joker was in it, which is wild. And they just threw him in there too. Although, let's be real. Jared Leto's Joker has always just been randomly thrown in and we hope to God it works. You know? Like, it was so weird in the Suicide Squad movie. I'm not going to go on a Jared Leto rant. I'm not. I don't care for the... I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the obsession with that guy. Okay. I don't, I don't get I, I, it. I don't get his, his I'll, Joker. I'll, the, listen, the scene that he's got in this movie... All right. It's good. It's, it's good. But, anyway... I'll remember that for later. We won't yeah. get involved. Yeah. But, uh... So the stuff they tease for those movies that could have been... I'd watch them. Yeah. I, I'd go see them. So... Did they, uh... So, this will lead into our next segment. Right. But, uh... Did they... For... I shouldn't say... Were there heroes that they didn't include in it that they, like... In the epilogues, are like, okay, well, let's, let's see where they go. Like... Martian Manhunter's in the movie. Right. But do they say anything about him and moving forward? Yeah, so Martian Manhunter, hard to answer that without spoiling too much. Um, I'll say they give enough Martian Manhunter for you to go, okay, this guy's in. Like, he's going to be part of this moving forward. So that's pretty great. Um, Thank you. Yeah. You've never gotten anything good Martian Manhunter by himself. No. No. Um... So it, it would have been really cool to see more Martian man. That man needs question. that man needs his justice. He was picked to combat Superman. Let's not forget that. Okay, and his, do it. and his weakness to fire is purely mental. People forget that too. If he got over that, he'd be unstoppable. Okay. You wave that Martian Manhunter flag. Superman has kryptonite. That man has nothing but his own head. Yeah. If he gets out of that, yeah, I love. Martian Manhunter. No, it absolutely awesome. And his character. super, his power set's amazing. Me, uh, Ryan Choi as the Atom gets introduced. Oh yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Cause I should say Ryan see... Choi gets introduced. He doesn't ever show up as the Atom, but it's really heavily teased that yeah. that's who he is. I heard uh, Zack Snyder wanted to do an Atom movie with him. Yep. yep. Which is such an obscure character too in itself. Yeah. And that's not even the main Atom. That's like... Right. The second right. Adam. Ray Palmer is your original Adam. Ryan Choi is at least the second, if not further down the line. So would they legitimately go the Ant-Man route with the movies where Ray Palmer would basically be the mentor for Ryan? Yeah, no idea. They didn't mention that guy at all. So who's to say? Um, but for some <laughs> reason, that's just reminding me The Flash has some really cool scenes in this Good. movie. I like um, The Flash. Really worthwhile. I, never, I don't know how I feel about Ezra Miller as The Flash. I haven't seen him enough in it to know. I think it all depends on what kind of a Barry Allen you want. Like he's, he, they definitely play his character for the comedic effect. He's definitely the light-hearted flavor of the of the bunch. Um, I enjoy it, yeah. but I also don't have this paradigm in my mind of here's what Barry Allen needs to be when I see him on the screen, yeah. right? And so I, I liked what what he brought to the table. He's he's really young, like he's. Easily the youngest member of that yeah. group. You know, you have one woman, mm-hmm. 5,000 years old. Yep. Uh, and then somewhere in there, Superman, Batman, Batman, I guess, be next, Superman, Aquaman. And then, and then Flash, Ezra Cyborg. Miller is just like a... Yeah, he and, he and Cyborg are somewhere similarly aligned from an age perspective. But both those guys get such such Good. great scenes. 
um, both from an action perspective and just from a storytelling perspective. Um, they're they're great. I so I also they're don't great. know enough about Barry Allen's personality because sure. I grew up with Wally, Wally West, West right. and that was in the cartoon. Right. He was that. Right. And actually, multiple cartoons that I've seen of him in, he is that. He's the yeah. com- he's the comic relief. He, yeah. So maybe not an original idea there, but still one. He's a good. moral compass. Yeah. So here's here's what's really has to be asked. Okay. okay. How the f did we get the 2017 version of the Justice League? How did that ever happen? Because I remember in the lead up to that movie's release, when Zack Snyder eventually stepped out of the production, Josh because Beans of his stepped daughter. in. Right. That was. Yep. Here's the deal, though. Like that was kind of the public reason that was given. But even before that happened, there were a lot of rumblings of, like, I remember distinctly, there was a quote thrown out there that Snyder had shown a screening to the executives, and one of them was quoted as saying, that was unwatchable. Okay? Mm. So, I mean, that movie was getting dragged through the mud. How? Okay? We just saw four hours of good content as opposed to two hours of piss. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. I, I get it if you watch, like, as an executive and you're seeing Snyder's vision, the original cut, and you're going, this is this is not quite what I want, but I don't understand how you watch it and go, well, this is garbage, so therefore let's do this instead. No. Because what they did instead was terrible. Way worse. Terrible. It didn't look good. It didn't make any sense. They the were... action wasn't any good. Like, you missed on all the points. You, you can forgive an action movie for not, like, for having plot holes. You're like, well, listen, that looked incredible. That was amazing. I've never seen anything like that. You didn't even have that going for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so hard to get past how terrible Superman's face looked with the CG yep. altering. I don't know who okayed that. That was stupid. How garbage Steppenwolf looked. Like, flaccid is the word for that guy. <laughs> it was terrible. Terrible. But I, I understand if you're going, listen, we're going to go a different way with it. Like, the MCU has done that with some movies. Like, Ant-Man, that movie production has a just history littered with ideas that fell dead on the cutting room floor yeah. and eventually changed directors entirely. They made a good Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Shouldn't have been possible. How on earth is there a good exactly. Ant-Man movie? But there's a difference between, hey, we're going a different direction and we're just crashing the jet straight into the ground. Like, it was... Well, I, I don't know. I don't understand how we got 2017. Like, that's bullcrap. It yeah. pisses me off even more, quite honestly, that that movie was that bad after seeing this. Because there's just no excuse. You had four good hours there that you could have whittled down into a oh, two yeah. and a half hour oh, for sure. great movie. And instead, you took it, discarded almost all of it, and then cherry-picked some things to make what you thought was like a happier, lighter movie. That, as it turned out, no one liked. Yeah. So you went over just unreal. My theory, personally, okay, I'm going to have a few yep. theories. I'm just going to shoot out there. Let's hear them. So my theory is, like, uh, for instance, they probably want to follow the Marvel route in the sense that, the, and I'm not going to shit on Marvel because, mm-hmm. but they, they probably want a lighter direction, you know. Marvel movies always have their jokes. Now, yep. Yep. jokes aside, they do have their heart-hitting moments. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, look at Infinity War. Everything went wrong in Infinity War, okay? That was not a happy movie. That was a sad, depressing movie. If you think otherwise, that's on you. Of course, it had its jokes, but that's Marvel, and honestly, I like that anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But Civil War wasn't a happy movie. No, no. exactly. They they know when to yes, there's a lighthearted tone to it at some points, yep. but they know when they need to get serious. So I'm thinking DC wants to go that happier route after seeing that, and B. There's probably, like you said, there's probably something between Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to, because we don't like you, we're not going to give you what you want. But I think, like, and I was telling you before we even started the podcast, I think there's going to be a lot that's going to be revealed in the next maybe year. But I'm going to give it at least two years. We're going to find out, because we keep finding out more and more about that production with Joss Whedon. And, uh... Like, Gal Gadot just stepped out and said uh, she did not have the best experience with Joss. And that's after Ray Fisher was kind of carrying that torch for and Ray a Fisher year. was carrying that a torch year? for a while. And here's the deal. You watch the Snyder Cut, Ray Fisher's got every right to have a beef. Yeah, for sure. Because he was sure. awesome in that movie. And His he, scenes, none of those would I watch in that Snyder Cut and go, I just cut that out. I, I wanted all of those yeah. scenes. There are other characters, other aspects where I'm like, ah, trim that out, trim that out. But For sure. give me more cyborg. Like yeah. give me more of that action because that was fantastic. So yeah, and probably a lot of his good scenes got cut. So, so of course he's gonna be pissed. It's unreal. And I don't I honestly do not think Warner Brothers will be the only company to get hit under fire. I think this is the start and I think a bunch of other movie production companies are gonna get hit. I think yep. Disney's gonna get hit or searched after the whole Gina Carano thing. Right. So I right. Sit back and watch because I I don't think there's going to be as many problems with Marvel in the Marvel sense Correct. because Kevin Feige does a really good job yeah and he yeah. you know he they they do a great job over yeah. there from what I know I don't I mean know they're actors and actresses so they could legitimately just be pretending to have a great time yeah uh but for as many movies as those men and women do together. Yeah. They're and they're sure acting really well on and, the outside yeah. if uh, if they're having as much fun as they appear to be. Exactly, and there's no one really coming out. We haven't heard anybody come out since at the start of all the Marvel movies, being yeah. like, "I had a horrible time." Except maybe Terrence Howard, but uh, that wasn't That's that was over idea. money. That was right. over money. That wasn't over anything else. Right. So yeah, um, yeah. So I think we could see a lot of things. Maybe not. I don't think Marvel will get hit probably, but I could see Disney as a whole getting hit. Yeah, and. I could see uh, Warner Brothers can get hit. Yeah. Especially with uh, now, because after the Snyder Cut, there are people asking for the air cut of Suicide Squad. Yep. So. I'm a little more skeptical on that. Like, I don't think David Ayer, I don't know, I'm not as much on his side. I've seen a couple other of his movies, and they're not really my cup of tea. But regardless with the Snyder Cut, that's the part that just sticks with me as much as anything else is, how do we get that 2017 version? What a terrible lack of leadership, lack of vision to have taken what Zack Snyder had done and then go, here's what we're going to do with that. Because listen, Absolutely. most of what was in that Snyder cut, that, that was already shot. Like It's not like he came back and shot a ton of new footage with these actors yeah. and actresses. He shot maybe two different things. Excuse me. Right. Maybe a couple little bits and pieces. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he did one it. of the scenes with Martian Manhunter was definitely, it just looked like, okay, that was shot more recently. I know he shot one in his backyard. Sure, sure. I could see that. And and uh, Ben Affleck came back to help him with one scene, too. Yeah, okay, that's the scene I'm thinking of. But most of it was just post-production work of, hey, let's rescore the movie, let's recut it, let's do the CGI right so yep. that Steppenwolf looks like a legit bad guy, yep. and they can flesh out 
Dark Side's presence. You get some Decide. You see Granny Goodness in there. Um, it, it, it's great. It's such a great tease for what should have then come next that, I, I don't know, like, I want to feel, and I want to be positive about this because in itself, it's enjoyable. And you pair it up with Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. That's a fun series of movies to yes. go back and re-watch and to see how those characters develop. I'm on board with that. I'm in. But it's hard not to just be pissed at mm-hmm. the same time with, how did you guys mess this up? If they don't mess that up in 2017, it's 2021. It's four years later. Think of where we would be in the DC film universe, which currently is just like, I don't know, it's like freaking Europe before World War II, where it's like it's a bunch of just scattered states that aren't together, that aren't really countries, the borders are all divided. Like, Aquaman's a great movie, Shazam's a great movie, Wonder Woman was a great movie. How are they going to bring all those together? I don't think they have a plan. I don't think they have a vision for that right now. And we'll use this to kick into... The feature DCU slate. Yep. Okay? Yep. How in the hell do we not have a Man of Steel 2 yet? How do... Henry Cavill's, like, one of your best guys. And he in wants your corner. To. And he, he wants, wants to be to. Superman. Like, I don't understand. You should have three Man of Steels. Yep. There is no excuse. No. When was it? When was his no. film? Like, 2016? 2013. 2013. 2013 was Man of... That's absurd. <laughs> That is absurd. Shazam's sequel. Wonder Woman got a sequel already. Shazam's got a sequel in the works. Right. Um, right. There's going to be a Black Adam movie. Right. And you don't have a Man of Steel? Come on, man. Superman. And by the way, Superman should be leading your forefront for DC because he is your poster boy at DC after Batman. And how is there not a different Green Lantern movie at this point? That too. That is He's, such a such a rich, rich set of characters exactly. to tap into. That is your Guardians of the Galaxy for them. Yep. Yep. You can open up the entire oh DC gosh. universe in that. Oh my god. But uh I mean, and Robert Pattinson has been confirmed he is the Batman of Uni- of Earth Two. Fun fact. And I'm actually excited for Robert Pattinson. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to get my hopes too much up. But from that first trailer, I I liked it. I just don't know what they're doing. Because there is an appetite for a cohesive universe. I mean, Marvel is still making movies. And they're doing shows. And people are watching all of that and consuming all of that content. It's not too much for people. And yet, the folks at Warner Bros. and DC are like... I have no idea how to make this work. This is why... I have no idea how to fit all this shit. Let's just set them in different universes and call it good. That's the best they can do right now, which is still like, okay, fine, give us the Snyderverse, give us Earth 2, but then can someone please give us a main vein? Like, can we please get that? This is why I love Kevin Feige, and I look up to him a lot, because look at what the man has crafted, okay? He makes billions of dollars, all right, for Disney... And the fact that he's done something that no one as a producer, director, or whatever, well, he's just a producer, but as a producer producer in charge of entire movie franchise, yep. has managed to coincide everything together, yet they're their own they can stand alone on their own, and then they all come together and you're like, boom. And I think the only thing you can do to save DC the DCEU right now, would be to do an infinite crisis. You know, get all your different versions 
Include some of your CW because you got your you got a solid CW huh. fan base. Right. I'm not saying I don't. Right. I'm not. I'm not gonna raise my flag and run on a horse for them because I don't watch any of the of the uh, CW. But I know there are those fans that really like the CW. Pretty yeah. But um, I mean, do an Infinite Crisis with that. Yeah. You know, st- like get. I know they kind of did it with the. They did do that with the D, the CW, I believe. But like. Yeah. Yeah, it because if Robert Pattinson like nails it out of the park as Batman, how do you not include him with Henry Cavill's Superman? Mm-hmm. That's the toughest thing that they've done at this point is they've really put themselves in a corner with the direction they chose to go with Batman. Yes, which is hey, he's going to be that much older, which um, is horrible. You should you should have picked a guy that yeah. was maybe at the oldest in his thirties that you can run with for for a while. Like Listen, it, it's workable, but they just didn't have a good vision for it. No. Like they didn't know, hey, here's how we want this to resolve. Here's how we want their roles to complement each other. Like you can, you can legitimately have that older Batman and then go tell some backstory. Like you can still tell those stories in the past um, or in his past. You don't have to just say, well, we can't tell those stories. You've still got that opportunity. And he can be the the mentor figure, if you will, and you can have someone like a Dick Grayson step into the role, um, and Bruce Wayne just kind of jumps in every well, so often. But they, they they don't even have a vision for that because you're absolutely right. You you've got Henry Cavill, use him. Gal Gadot, use Jason Momoa, use. I mean Zachary Levi as Shazam. You've you've done a great job at casting great individuals that are great fits for these characters. The fly in the ointment right now is Batman is older than all of them. Exactly. Like, which one well, of these is and, not like the others? It's currently Batman. And to finally note on this too, Batman has the one of the arguably the best rogues gallery oh. in comics. Yeah. And you can make the argument that, you know what, hey, I really like this Batman villain. We can throw him against somebody else. Yeah. You could easily do that. Yeah. Okay? That's Batman. You have the entire Bat family to explore. Mm-hmm. You get Dick Grayson and you can show him as Robin, and you don't even have to show him as Robin. Let's be real. You can start him off as Nightwing, and then explore the backstory at some right. later point. Bring Jason Damian Wayne in. Damian Wayne is badass. Let's go. Jason Todd. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Do an Outlaws movie. That Damian would be amazing. Wayne Jason Todd would fit so well in the tone of what exactly. Snyder Jason Todd to would have so been far. a perfect Snyder first Robin. Yep. yep. If they would have made him the one that died, okay, brought him back to. Brought him back to life because Darkseid was like, let's mess with you. <laughs> and then that's how he comes back. Yep. And then he becomes the Red Hood. And we get in, we get Red Hood in the Outlaws movie. Right. Right. And they, they still could if they wanted to. I mean, you and I know, and now everybody that enjoys listening to us knows, that, uh, <laughs> that Dick Grayson is the Robin that was killed. But no one else knows. They can change that if they want to. It's true. Um, so... I don't know. It, it's hard to be, it's hard to be optimistic right now about future DC movies because of how poor the leadership is and how much it seems like they are missing an opportunity to capitalize on what, in spite of all the other errors, they've got some great casting, they've got excellent characters. Cash in on them for crying out loud. Let's see them. Like I'm excited about the Black Adam movie because I love Dwayne Johnson. Holy smokes! The guy is gonna make an an entertaining movie. That, that's well. They did an Aquaman move with him. 
with with they did an Aquaman yep. move with Black yep. Adam. They picked a well known, well likable actor. Yep. Who will make the role badass? Yep. Okay, I shouldn't say Jason Momoa is well known, but you know what I mean. He was pretty well known. He, not not on the level of Dwayne Johnson. No, not the level of Dwayne. But they're bringing uh, in that guy. Well known. That's going to be like okay. Yep. That's that's the level we're going at. Right. You've got that on the docket. You've got Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Yep. I Which, actually, I actually have the whole DCU slate. Let's run, up right let's now. run through them. So let's run through them. The Batman. I want to feel optimistic. The Batman, which yep. I honestly, so I know they're gonna do two TV shows afterwards. Okay. I believe HBO because I think they yep. were talking about having a Catwoman series. Don't hold me to that. It's either gonna be a Catwoman series or a Catwoman movie. Okay. But I know for a fact they're gonna do a Gotham PD show on HBO. Nice. I'm in. With I'm the in. guy, with the guy who's playing. Yes. Uh, yes. Jim Gordon? Yes. Let's go. I'm pretty sure they're doing that. That's great. Um, oh yeah, Andy Serkis is Alfred. Yeah. I love it. It's a weird choice. It's weird. But I like it. It's weird. I'm willing to give it a shot. I like Andy Serkis. Yep. How can you not like Andy Serkis? Oh, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Remind me of the release date for the Batman. The Batman comes out, it is in post-production currently, it comes yep. out March 4th, 2022. Okay. So, so about a year from now. Yes. Okay. Um, the Boy, next one. so much time. Yeah. The next one on the docket is Black Adam. Yep. That comes out July of 2022. Yep. Um, let's see here. The Flash movie, which is going to be like a Flashpoint-esque, which I, again, why? But apparently, I mean, they already did confirm uh, Michael Keaton's going to come back as Batman. They're going to have Ben Affleck as Batman. Right. They're going to have, oh they're, my yeah, they're going to have Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. <laughs> so as Ben, as, not Ben, as Oh. Is Michael Keaton gonna play Thomas Wayne, or is he gonna? No, I think he actually was confirmed he's gonna be Bruce. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be right on the button with Flashpoint. Oh, it can't I, be. It can't no. be. To me, this sounds no. like it's gonna be an alternate universe kind of thing. Yeah, I think that right there is currently their best chance, and it's probably what they're trying to figure out is how do they use that Flash movie mm-hmm. to <laughs> time bullets this thing <laughs> and and make it. Where it's cohesive. I'm telling you right now, that is our first t-shirt as soon as we get there. 100%. Um, And then we have Aquaman 2. Right. We'll see if Amber Heard comes back as Mara. There's been talks of recasting her. Right, right. I can understand why. Bring her back. At this point, it's her, her... That's when you're like, does her outside life really have to affect the move? Yeah, whatever. Over there. I won't dive into that. as well? Uh, To be determined on Aquaman 2. Yeah. Um, Shazam, okay. the second one, June yep. of 2023. Okay. I'm excited for that. You bet. Um, they just, who did they just announce as one of the villains? I think Helen Mirren is okay. going to come out and play one of the villains. So, good sure. actress. Sure. And then Wonder Woman 3 to yep. be announced. That was an obvious one. I'm looking forward to her character getting into present day. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 was fine. Um, and, and that's it. Like it was another good chapter in her story, but I don't think it, uh, I don't think it matched up to how good that first Wonder Woman movie was. And I think it's time for, Hey, get her in the now. Yep. Let her do some work in the present day. Absolutely. Quit throwing her in the past. Um, Zatanna. Apparently that's in development. Wow. Which, okay. This is where I start losing hope again. This is where it gets grim. Well, it's where it gets tough. Nothing against the time, but no. like, what are we doing here? Batgirl. Also tough. I still don't feel better. Blackhawk 
can figure those out. It's not getting better. Nope. It's not getting better. And then, <laughs> I, I don't think this will go through. Untitled Jared Leto Joker movie. I don't think that'll go through. When does Suicide Squad come out? That's this, this calendar this is the new year, one. Yeah. right? We'll get into that. I it's, wanted okay. to finish with okay. that one. Okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Supergirl is supposedly in development. Sweet. Nightwing Jesus. is supposedly in development. Justice League Dark is supposedly in development. Which that could be really cool if done right. All this means is they don't know what they're doing yet. Yep. They just don't know what they're freaking doing. Untitled Man of Steel sequel. Untitled Deathstroke movie. How, how have we listened Untitled. to all of those titles and we don't have a Man of Steel 2? Untitled Lobo movie. Yeah, there's a lot. Essentially, of they've stuff. just thrown all these characters at the wall and said, hey, we could make a movie. It's exactly what it sounds like. They have no idea. <sighs> so with that, we'll kick into the Suicide Squad 2 movie. The trailer just dropped. Yep. So yep. Um, we decided to do something fun with this one. I am going to... So the whole premise of the Suicide Squad is that everyone's expendable. You know, you never know when somebody's going to die. Yep. But there's going to be people who die. So we're just going to go right from the top of the list of characters of who we think is going to die and who we don't think is going to die. And then when the movie comes out and we watch it, we can be like... We can like keep a tally of how many we got right. This isn't going to happen, but how... (laughs) <laughs> How great would it be if Harley Quinn died like in the first five minutes? That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious, but you know That'd it won't be happen, right? Right. Because gonna they're happen. gonna make her their Deadpool. Yeah, it's not gonna happen, but oh, that so would, that'd be well. And that's the first one on the list is Harley Quinn. There we go. Dead or alive? She's alive. Obviously alive. Yep. She's yep. got too much. She's got the weirdest fan base, by the way. There's nope. so much backing behind her, and I can't figure it out because for me, she's Do you just see birds of prey. Uh uh-uh. uh didn't mind it. See, Margot Robbie's good at what she does. The only thing, the only thing, even getting me close to wanting to watch that movie yep. was Ewan McGregor as the yep. Black Mask, and he was excellent. Yep, he and that's excellent. Ewan McGregor, ladies and gentlemen. Obi Wan, for those of you just new to the show, the man, yeah, the yep. myth, the legend, incredible stuff. Ewan McGregor, yeah. Um, Rick Flag, I think he'll live. I don't think they have any reason to kill him off. He's not actually one of the Suicide Squad guys. He's just a leader. Sure. I think, I think he dies. dies. You think he I'm dies? I'm going a different direction with him. I'm going to say he dies. He's gone. Toast. Dead. So, somebody offs him. He's dead. He's going to die. Yeah, Rick Flag's going to Amanda die. Waller, they won't kill her. Okay. I don't think they'll kill her. I agree. I think I she's agree. too essential. She yep. And I think they can use her in other movies as well. Yeah, so she's I got some value. She'll yep. stick around. Uh, Captain Boomerang. Dead. Really? Oh, absolutely. I think he's going to live because of the sole purpose. I think he ends up in a Flash movie. Okay. And I like the guy who plays him. Yeah. Yeah. Good casting. He's Boomerang's dead. not bad. He's you, dead. You're really I'm going to err a lot on the side of people dying in this. Okay. Boomerang's toast. Okay. Idris Elba's character, yep. Bloodsport. Lives. I'm going to say dies. Okay. Because you gotta pick between you gotta pick either Rick Flag or Bloodsport. Yep, and I think Bloodsport. You're will going Bloodsport. I'm going Rick Flag. And great. I think this just sets up for it's Will great. Smith to come back as Deadshot. So My I'm goodness. gonna say Idris Elba's gonna die. Okay. Because I don't think Will Smith is fully done with Deadshot. That's we'll my see. opinion. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yep. This is Suicide Squad two, so yes. it's he could be dead. It's a sequel. It, it's not. Yep. Yep. Okay. John Cena as the Peacemaker. Which they've described as a douchey Captain America. Which is awesome. Yes. Just right off the bat, awesome. I'm going to say lives because I want him to live. 
I'm also, I don't know if that's right or not. I'm going completely with my heart here. I want to see John Cena, yes. so I want him to live. I'm also going to say he lives because they have confirmed he's going to get a show, but they have not confirmed if it's going to be a prequel or a sequel. Sure. Okay. So we'll see. And I don't know okay. why they're giving him a show. He must have killed it in this movie, John Cena. He's great in the trailer. Yes, he is. Great in the trailer. I have no doubt that he killed it. Peter Capaldi as the thinker. This is, I think he's one of the Doctor Who's. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, hard he, to see. He'll be on the team for 10 minutes may, at the most. Oh, I, think he, I think he lives. I do. I think he lives. Although he probably... He's the guy that you expect to die all the time that should die somehow lives. I will say this, though. I think he joins the team because Starro, by the way, has been confirmed to be the main baddie. Yep. So I think yep. since he's got the mind stuff, he might be like their idea to counter Starro. That would be my guess. But I think in that sense, he dies right away, and they're like, shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that prediction. So, well reasoned. Then we have Javelin, who his main thing is he just throws a Javelin. Who, who plays Javelin? Flula Borg. Some German dude. He was in... Oh my gosh, that's the, right. The, He's the, a comedian. Yeah, the guy who was in uh, Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> That's the only movie I've okay. seen him in. Okay. He's dead. Yep. Also, oh, yeah. Oh, easy. Yep. Dead. Red pipe lock. Yep. Dead. Dead. Probably, probably killed get... with his own jab. Yep, exactly. That yeah. was what I was going to say. 100%. 100%. Yep. Okay. Uh, then Rat Catcher 2. Which and is... she, her thing is she controls rats. And I'm going to say she lives. You're probably right. Because that's I just one of those weird, die. obscure characters. Yeah. She's going to live. I think yeah. she's going to live. Yeah, I'm gonna go with dead again. Just the heart thing. I don't. I don't love the rats. I'm, I'd I'm like totally to see her cool die. With her dying. Yeah, exactly. Her rats eat her alive. Anything, <laughs> anything. Just get out. Michael Rooker's savant. I want him to live. He's gonna die. Yeah, he's gonna die. He's definitely gonna yeah, die. He's dead. Michael he, Rooker's in there because uh, he and James J- Gunn yep. are guys, and that's great. He's dead, but he's dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Probably pretty early. Um, the polka dot man also dead. That dude is dying. Yes, but later. Yes. Not early on. Yep. Yep. He'll die later. Yep. But he's dead. He's yep. for sure dead, and I hope he dies in a stupid way. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Yep. Mon Gal, which is the female Mongol. Yeah. Dead. I, I think she'll live. Really? Because, oh, wait, no. I think dead. I'll say she dies. Yep. Because is she Mongol's... Sister. Mongol will come to Earth then. Sure. So I'm going to say Mongal is dead. Okay. Dead. Because that sets up Man of Steel 2, and it'll be Mongol versus Whatever Superman. it takes. Just give it to us for crying out sideways. Nathan Fillion as TDK. They have um, compared this to Arm Falls Off Boy. That's the theory. So uh, I can't remember what they said the pronunciation was for it, but... I have no idea. There's no... I think he's dead. Yeah. But there's no, like, it's it's their own character, but I think it's their spin on Arm Falls Off Boy. And the Arm Falls Off Boy, his whole thing, I've talked about this in the other podcast. Yep. His whole thing is he takes off his arms and uses them like a baseball bat. Dead. So, dead. He's gonna die. And it has not been confirmed. Um, I do not know who this character is. What do we got? Soul Soria? No idea. No dead. idea. Dead. Dead. If we don't know you, you're dead. Yep. Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Also dead. That dude is dying. Go on. Dead. Goodbye. You're dead. And then this is an easy death, I think. Yep. Uh, Weasel. 
Hopefully early. I think it will be. Uh, He'll probably be the first death. Frick. Played by Sean Gunn, by the way. Of course. Of course. Yeah, dead. Yeah, easy. And then there's one on here yep. that wasn't listed. Yeah. And we sh- I'm going to mention it, King Shark. And he'll live. He's going to make it. He'll he'll live. He's going to make He's it. He's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah. He, he's going to be their group. He had some gross scenes in the Red Band but trailer. amazing! Gross. I was like, I don't know who you are, but you are my... I'm rooting for you. I wish they would have went for that. They said they didn't go for the hammerhead look because uh, looking at him would have been weird. Okay. Because the eyes were on the side, so they went the for the great white look. Oh, yeah, the, look the, look, the look works well. The look is good. So King Shark lives. One of Bloodsport or Rick Flag lives. And you're saying I'm saying Bloodsport dies. You, yep. So you're going Bloodsport. Blood I'm saying Rick Flag lives. Okay. Bloodsport dies. Harley Quinn lives. Yep. Easy one. Yep. Um. The thinker I said lives. Did you say dies? I said dies. You said dies. You said lives. Right, right. Who else did we have living? We killed a lot. Yeah, a so, lot. Let me pull it back up. I, I feel like the closer we get to that movie, the more I'm going to want to change my polka dot man pick. <laughs> I don't know why. No. Like you think he'll live? Yes, John Cena's character. He's living. You're. You think he lives? Yes. Oh, I also think. He yes. Lives. What's what's the character's name again? Peacemaker? Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, uh, and King Shark. Yeah. There's your four that live. So I'm That's saying it. Harley Quinn. Yep. Rick Flag. Yep. I said Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. I said... We differed on him and the thinker. I said Ratcatcher 2. Yep. Because that was just a weird one. And then I said King Shark. So I have five. Okay. I have five. You have five, I've got four. Which is not a lot. That's great. No, either way, not a lot. That's a lot of folks that are gonna because die. there's gonna be at least two well, members. There's there's gonna be at least two members that are killed by other members because of this pure sense that Starro will take them over, and then either Amanda will blow their head off at that time or Harley Quinn will hit him in the head with a baseball bat. What was the name of the character in the, I guess now Suicide Squad one? Who was in it literally just to get his head blown off by the explosive? Uh, it was like the, the dude with the ropes. It was the jumper guy. Yeah, um, that was so terrible. Because he just was talking shit. So terrible. And then he like tries to run, which yep. everybody knows it's not going to work, and he dies immediately. That was ridiculous. Okay. That was so... ridiculous. I would like to see a more satisfying Amanda Waller killing of one of the members of the team. Okay. So, from the first movie, they had Deadshot, who lived. Loved Deadshot. That was one of the better parts of the movie. That's fair. Uh, he was good. Harley Quinn obviously lived. Yep. Um, Rick Flag obviously lived. Yep. Amanda Waller obviously lived. Boomerang obviously lived. The one that died that I did like was El Diablo. Yep. He died. Yep. Um, Killer Croc was there. He didn't die. And I liked Killer Croc, from what I remember. Yep. But... That's why they went King Shark this time. Strangely uh, okay with it. Yep. And then Enchantress. Garbage. But she didn't die either. Garbage. Right? She didn't die? No, I don't believe she died. Oh, and they had Katana. Which made no sense. Yeah, but she's cool too. Oh, and then he, the guy that died's name was Slipknot. 
Slipknot. There you go. A man. This is this is his abilities. Okay. Hang on. Literally ropes. Hang on. It was ropes. Hang on to your seat. This is the description on Wikipedia. A man who can climb anything. Um, and then the Joker was just randomly thrown in there. There actually was not a lot of people that died in David Ayer's cut. No, I, I'm not. I'm not clamoring for an Ayer cut of Suicide no. Squad. But I don't think that was good, regardless of what Ayer had. That was not going to be a good movie. I, I'd be okay being proven wrong, but I feel really, really good about standing on that ground and saying. No. But here's what's so good no. about James Gunn. He understands what the Suicide Squad is. He's going to kill off a lot of people. And in traditional James Gunn fashion, someone's going to die that you don't think is going to die. Sure. There's going to be one. Sure. And Rick you're going to be like, Rick holy Flag. shit. Rick Flagg's going to die. That's not a bad prediction because there is a scene where Bloodsport's leading the team and not Rick. Rick's dead. So. Rick's dead. Tough break, Rick. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. I would love to feel optimistic about the future of DC movies. Um, really, Suicide Squad, now that Snyder Cut has come out on HBO Max, Suicide Squad is it as far as theatrical releases for DC movies uh, this year. DC, DC, yeah, I think so. DC just needs to get their shit together. Because yeah. honestly, I think, yeah. I think the Batman was supposed to come out this year and they pushed it. Right. Right. So, I, I, I don't know. Um... The part of it that makes me optimistic, again, is the individuals they cast in the roles. Yep. I think they've got some really solid... Just Promote whoever you're doing that. Right. Your casting director's crushing it. Yeah. If that's Zack Snyder, well, let the guy cast for you. Clearly. Because he knows who to find. He knows what he's doing. Um, so I'm encouraged by the individuals in the roles. I'm discouraged by the lack of somebody at the top, somebody providing the leadership and going, this is the direction we're going to go. This is it. And... You could do that and then say, hey, Zach, you go make your movies over here. They're their own thing. And I think you could legitimately market it that way. I think you could pull it off, but they, they need that it. takes legit leadership. They don't have that. They need so. a Kevin Feige. Yeah. That's what they need. They need a Kevin Feige. He runs the ship. Kevin Feige was gone. I don't know what would happen over at Marvel, to right. be honest. So they need they need that. They need a Kevin Feige. A guy who was like, okay, let's connect this here, 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 and here. Hey, this is what happened in this movie if you didn't see it. So let's you know incorporate a little thing here. Oh, by the way, we're going to do two teasers at the end of every movie because right. that way it'll keep people invested and want to go see another movie because somehow that movie's connected to another movie. They need to get themselves a Kevin Feige. Pretty impressive, isn't it, what that guy's done? Absolutely. Pretty, pretty impressive. So yes. kudos to you, Mr. Feige. Thank you for being you and for bringing us what you have so far in the MCU. I feel like here in the near future we're going to have a lot to talk about yes. related to the Marvel. Keeps us in business. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So Making I think the world go around. And see, now we're ending on a happy note. Thank yeah. you, Kevin, because we were going to end on a <laughs> super somber note. <laughs> and I need a little levity here. Yes. Thanks, Kevin. So thanks, Kevin. What a guy. Yes. What a guy. So uh, yeah. is there anything else you got? Um, man, I watched the new trailer for the, uh, for the Loki show. That looks tremendous. Yes. It's going to be great. Owen Wilson. I know, right? Oh. So, a lot and of, that starts in June. No. A lot of good things. A lot of good content today. A lot of fun talking about the Snyder Cut. Um, so it's it's always good to chat comics. And even, even when we feel dissatisfied with the future, listen, the present is still bringing us so many yep. great pieces of content to discuss, to digest, 
it's fantastic. So a lot of great things out there. Yep, and don't forget, uh, listen to us on pod or on podcasts. <laughs> on really uh, comprehensive, yeah. Listen to us on podcasts. Yes. So uh, make sure you guys check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Um, yeah. And yeah, give us a like, give us a rating. You know, those are kind of nice. Those too. are tr- that's cool. That's Lie true. If you have to, yep. Be positive. And then uh, yes, and then uh, where was I going with that? Um, follow us on Facebook mm. and Instagram. You bet. We're there. We'll have updates. Yada yada yada. I will have a schedule of releases eventually, um, probably by the time this comes out. So good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. So, uh, Godspeed. All right. Adios.